Hey everybody and welcome back to Brutally Honest Reviews, only on the Brutally Honest Network. Here today we're reviewing one of the best movies of the year, in my opinion, um, Green Book, which stars Viggo Mortensen and Marheshala Ali. I know I'm saying it wrong and these guys tried to help me, but it's too late. Um, so this movie is about, basically it's about in, in the 60s, right? Yeah. 62. 60s. 62? Yep. Takes place in 1962 and is about a famous traveling mu- music trio called the. It was his name. Shirley? No. Don Shirley. The Shirley the Don Trio. Shirley band, the Don it? Shirley oh. Trio? Yeah. We're watching, watching this one. I'm pretty sure it was the Don Shirley Trio. I think you're right. Um, good. And it was the one black guy, Maharshala Ali, and two other white guys well foreign but like they were white um (laughs) so it was this trio this musician trio and they are traveling the country so they're traveling the country which is kind of unheard of for a colored musician to be able to to actually do that because of all of the racism and basically just general unsafety and unsavory people that you'd run into i guess Segregation. That's yeah. the word you're looking for. Kind of. Um, so Viggo Mortensen in this movie, he plays a guy who is basically known for being a tough guy, a guy who can basically talk anyone into anything, and if they don't answer to, to that, they'll, he'll just beat them up. Um, <laughs> so this movie is kind of just about their bonding over this course of this movie, when Viggo Mortensen gets hired as the driver for the for specifically Don, Don Shirley of the Don Shirley Trio, um, let's talk about like general. What did you think about the movie, Rob? It looked good to me from the beginning, from all the previews. But where this movie really surprised me is that it was a lot funnier than I expected. Viggo Mortenstein was hilarious in it. What's his character's name again? <laughs> Viggo Mortenstein. That's not his character. I, I know. Uh, Henry, it, Harry? No. I think it's Tony. Tony? Tony. Tony. It was Tony. Tony. It was it, the most stereotypical. Because I remember, I remember him. I remember Shirley yelling, Tony! Tony yes, Spaghetti several times. Tony. It's Tony Spaghetti. Tony Spaghetti. This is all a true story, too. Yes, yeah. this is based on a true story. And the Green Book is actually. It's called the Green Book because the Green Book is basically a travel guide for black people it gives the list of all the hotels and restaurants that they're welcoming in the deep south and the manager tells him specifically to look in this green book for places that they're going to have to stay occasionally they might have to stay at different hotels Mm -hmm. can't eat at certain restaurants and throughout the movie their bond really grows and you see that I really enjoyed their chemistry they had together. Mm-hmm. And Viggo Mortensen was hilarious in this movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that really can't be said enough. I've never seen him in anything comedic. Yeah. Basically, only The Lord of the Rings, Hidalgo, and what is that? Eastern Promises. Yep. All good movies. And but History of Violence. Yeah. Yeah. Not this kind of character, though. Comedic at all. Usually always like super dark. Yeah. Like dark past. Which he also does well. Yeah. Yeah. He played a very good goon in this. (laughs) Yeah. 
That's the perfect word. Yeah. Goon. Probably thought this movie was fantastic. Yeah. Definitely one of my favorites of the year, I would say. Yeah. I'm as of today, I'm giving this best movie of the year. I haven't seen the favorite yet, which I've been hearing a lot of things about, but like I think this is probably my favorite movie of the year. No movie this year has had me leaving the theater feeling like I never even got there. Like I, I felt like I just got there and I felt like I was just I gained something. Which sounds like super, super, super spiritual. And, and uh, I went in there and I was surprised at just how much emotion it captured without going over the line of being cliche. Like, they had a lot of cliche moments in there, um, especially the fried chicken scene. And that hilarious. ended up being Same. hilarious. And I think he enjoyed the chicken. Of course, of course he, did. he did. Yeah. He's licking his fingers. He even enjoyed throwing the bones out the window. Yeah, yeah. And there's a funny scene after that. Um, so over the course of this movie, these two characters, they kind of... No, I'm, I'm going to get to you. I'm gonna get to you. <laughs> they, kind of, they go through like this, this bond, and yeah, no, I'm, I'm just going to pass it over to you. I love the movie. It was fantastic. Well, we're just doing our, what we thought first, right? No, I know, yeah. Okay. I, I went overboard. All right. I know, we're all very excited about Green Book, mm -hmm. but I also loved this movie. Um, like Rob said from the trailers, I was like, we're definitely seeing that. I thought the trailer was hilarious, and it just didn't even do the movie justice for how funny it really was. I got mad, I got sad, I got happy. I felt the whole spectrum of emotions with this movie, and I thought it was just so well done. And I liked that it was based on a true story, because you got to see at the end, like the real photos of the people and it just made you feel um, like even more connected to the characters. It was just really, uh, definitely my favorite movie of the year as well. Yeah. Um, so talking about like racism in movies, we've seen a lot of movies this year that, that kind of take on the topic of racism um, and more of like, I feel like every movie has been more and more like pushing the boundaries like what's acceptable but also like ending up being better off for i think in general for both sides of the community um you know we had black klansmen mm -hmm. um we had sorry to bother you which also approached uh racism and segregation strange very strange movie <laughs> what else did we have this year i know we had several movies the past couple years but this movie, I think Widows probably took in a little bit of that as well. That movie, The Hate You Give, we haven't seen, but yeah, that movie. That one's definitely race heavy. Yeah, and so so basically, like I think it's it's right now is like people, filmmakers in general are trying to get people together. Where I feel like the media is pulling people apart. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like is happening right now. But I don't know. Do you guys think that's? possibility you know right now if they're not trying to do it purposely it definitely seems like that and this movie definitely i think portrayed coming together better than the other two because i mean this is really the only one where it had a happy ending right yeah between well i think i said i didn't mean to cut you off sorry no it's fine i think that this movie did a great job of showing not only development on one side of the relationship, both of them were were made better because of the other one. Where, you know, like Tony 
brought Don Shirley out of his kind of closed shell and made him feel like he had a family in the end. And whereas, like, he was kind of just, you know, with his little butler guy or whatever you would call him. That was kind of like his only friend and his only family. And he really didn't interact with anyone. And, and Tony kind of showed him, like, there's more to life than just playing your piano. Like, you need to have some sort of relationship with people. And on the other side of the, the relationship, we saw Tony in the beginning throw glasses away just because the two black guys that were working in his home drank out of them. And he went from being that guy to inviting Don Shirley to his Christmas dinner. So, like, he yeah. made a complete transformation throughout this film. And I thought they did a really good job of balancing both of them and their growth from, like, both sides of it. Yeah, they did. They did. And then, uh, like, all those scenes that we saw, just, like, kind of character building were, like, different, like, hardships that, that they face. Usually it's it's it was, um, it was Don Shirley who'd end up getting into trouble and then um, Vigo would come and bail him out. Tony would come bail him out. Him out. Um, like the bar scene mm-hmm. where they were basically picking on him for being in a, in a basically in a white bar because he wanted to go have a drink because he was too much on his mind. And, and then Tony kind of come and basically tell them, basically pretend like he had a gun just to get him out of there. And it turns out he did, he have, did, a, have, he did have a gun. Spoiler alert, he did have a gun. Later in the movie, <laughs> he scared them away, which kind of showed like restraint. It showed that Tony was not just stupid Mm -hmm. that tony actually was very street smart and he was just very unintelligent when it came to practical well not practical but classical or more more uh more what would you call more like sophisticated when it came to more sophisticated knowledge he wasn't really he wasn't book smart yeah he was just street street smart um and then we saw also when uh don shirley gets lonely he's he's a closeted gay man mm-hmm. so we see him going to the ymca well we don't see him going to the ymca we hear the call afterwards where tony has to go pick him up at the ymca where he was doing it with some guy in the in the stall or in the, in the shower and uh i guess the cops came yeah and then that scene where he kind of con- he convinces the cops he bribes him what does he do exactly gives him some money gives him money yeah a donation to the force yeah, yeah. Like, when you guys look nice in a new pair, like a new suit, I just walked by that store down the street. He, like, basically just schmoozed them into walking away. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting to see how, as each of those kind of problems occurred and interactions, we saw Tony transition from defending Don Shirley because he felt it was his job as his hired driver and bodyguard, but then it slowly became defending him because he was his friend. And you could clearly see in the way that he handled the situations and how he responded to people that shift in his thinking, which I thought was really well done. Yeah, yeah. You could see his heart kind of come out. Right. Because even like at the end with his family, when they're kind of like making jokes and he says like, don't call him that. Like he wasn't even there and he was defending him at that point because he felt like an actual friendship with him and family. So I liked. I thought that was nice. Yeah, and at the and also at the YMCA, I remember when he told him, um, when um, he told him, my job is to is to go with you everywhere. I from now on, I'm going with you everywhere. 
And then Don Shirley goes, well, I assumed this would be the one exception. Yeah, right. But you could see that, like, it, it, at that point, like, they both realize that they like each other more than just job and job. And right. Hired and, and, and hiring. Employer, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what did you guys think about the, I thought the, when he was writing the letters to his wife, <laughs> I thought that was pretty hilarious. And then later on in the, in the film, when they're at the dinner party at the very end, Christmas Quite dinner. Time, Shirley. Yeah, she knows. She knows. <laughs> well, some of those letters he wrote himself were very childish. Yeah. They'd so be, good, <laughs> they'd be entertaining to some. I'd like to read some of those. It'd be a lot like proofreading a friend of ours high school papers. Yeah. He's got horns grown out of his head and hooves. And then Adrian Brody. <laughs> I thought it was a nice moment, though, when, when like, later on after a few letters have been written and they were in the room together, and he says, Don Shirley's like, hand it over, let me edit it. And he's like, no, I got it. And then when he reads it, and he's like, you're like a house. But then it ends up actually being, like, a nicely said letter. And he's like, yeah, Tony, you got it. And I was like, oh, that was cute. They just had so many, like moments like that that made like heartwarming moments but it was also a hilarious movie so. also Vigo Mortensen was like a, a monster of a character eating an entire pizza just folding <laughs> it up Evan just kept going that's you that's yeah, you bags. I was like he's my spirit animal he bags. folds the pizza the whole pizza in half oh you pizza. you yeah, you kept saying that to me the whole okay, movie. You were okay. like, he, that's you, that's your spirit. And after yeah. his yeah. job closed down for a little bit for renovations, he was making money by beating fat men at hot dog eating competitions. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was funny. I could see Gabe actually doing that, though. Like, actually doing that. He'd try. He hot dog eating? No, no, no. You can't be one of those professional eaters. Oh, God, that was gross. It was impressive. painful to watch. If you watch the, it's even grosser watching like the real competitive the co- Like the actual film yeah. competitions. Because they're yeah. they have like strategies where like some of them will like dip their like uh, all their hot water. dog buns in water and just oh. soak it together and just chew it. It's disgusting. So nasty. Yeah, it's disgusting. disgusting. The more room is the is the philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like to appreciate my food. Some people, some people just do eating contests just so they can eat for free, like literally. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Not my thing. I've tried. You've tried. <laughs> I'm just um, but yeah, no. This this movie was was awesome. Uh, I I don't remember who directed this, but I think right now it's in limited release. This is probably almost done on its theatrical run. Really? Yeah. Probably. Because it came out in, I want to say, early November. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 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 But it was never wide release. No. I don't think it was ever intended to be wide release. It's really sad. Or at least they never, like, announced that it was. It probably met just the minimum requirements to be eligible for... How do they determine that? ...award season. That's open in a certain amount of theaters. Oh. For a certain amount of time. Well... That's dumb. Well, it was great, so yeah. Yeah. you can find it, see it, definitely. VOD. I talked about this. Soon. This was one of the movies that, one of the few movies that after we saw it, number one, I remembered every single part, which these two can attest that does not happen very often. Yeah. Number two, I did not fall asleep. And number three, I talked about it for like three days straight afterwards. Every single yeah. person I talked to, I was like, 
you have to go see this movie and told them the whole thing because I just loved everything about it. I don't think there was anything that I would have changed about it. I think the length of it was good. The amount of humor balanced with the drama was good. I liked all the characters. I really don't think there was anything about it that bothered me at all. That's another thing. Even though it was mainly these two in the movie, everyone in this movie played their part really well. Yeah. Yeah. His wife was great. The -hmm. two bandmates were great. And even their relationship with Tony kind of grew a little bit to them. Mm-hmm. Not wanting to interact with them, kind of even tattling on them. Yeah, yeah. To at the end wanting to have dinner with them and celebrate the end of the tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget. Right. Halfway through, we end up seeing that he they travel traveling around the nation and they run into one of Tony's old like you know not, maybe, uh, maybe mob not buddies. mob but He's mob m- buddy. Yeah. So yeah, he runs into a mob buddy and you can see that he kind of weighs the options, but he ends up inevitably not following through with that oh right right because he says like i can give you real work or yeah. whatever he said right yeah i think i went to the bathroom during that part but I yeah and then multiple times they get pulled over by the cops in the movie the first time was went absolutely terribly they go to jail the second time towards the end of the movie it's christmas night they actually i really liked the scene because they didn't just go Cops in the '60s were bad. They actually showed that there, you know, it's good, some good, some bad. So the, the cop let them go. North. Well, because as they were traveling north, it got it gets less segregated and less racist. That's so that's, that's also why true. It was showing that juxtaposition, but yeah, the fact that they got arrested literally just because it was dark, like, and they were out yeah. past the curfew for a black person in yeah. the 1960s. And you could tell the the like, young the younger police officer didn't want to do it. Right. He's like, I can it was the older the one. He's like, oh no, it's fine. I got it. He's like, get him out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he has to call Kennedy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Call Robert Kennedy. I, I I know that Tony. I mean uh, that Don Shirley didn't think that was cool, but back in the '60s, that would be pretty. Cool. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. Pretty cool. Anytime you can flash a call Kennedy card. <laughs> yeah. One one other thing that I liked in the movie is like the course of the movie like you see tony first he's kind of like he doesn't give a shit about what don Shirley is doing with his music he doesn't give a shit but then he hears him and he starts to really get into it and by the end of the movie he's really just like he's he's like watching him intently like mm-hmm. every, he's captivated everybody and like in a way his music has has kind of gotten through to a lot of people and like that's kind of the whole point of his trip is to show people that there's there's no difference. And at the beginning of the movie, he kind of does it more of like a... It's more of a that's responsibility. How, yeah, that's also how he lives his life dangerously. Yeah. Because his life is so little thrill. He He's going down south specifically to try to find trouble, I feel. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and support. I think it's more... Yeah. <laughs> it's more of like... It's stubborn. It's more of like, I... It's entitlement. Like, he, he should be entitled, and he thinks he's ent- entitled, so he, he... He sits on a throne. Yeah, Literal exactly. Throne. Like, he is, like, he's... He kind of seems like he's almost, like... Like, he deserves more than he's getting, and that's why he's always angry, and that's why he never finds human connection, because he's always angry. Well, they talk about... Because Tony says that. He says to the, the band, the two guys in the trio, why does he do this? Like, why does he 
go play for all of these white people who don't respect him and tell him that he can't pee in the bathroom in their house and, and things yeah. like that. And, and they say, like, that's why he does these tours, because to change people's mind, you have to be, like, compassionate or whatever. I don't remember the direct quote, but yeah. I think it's also him trying to make it a more accept like to change people's minds in a way like in, in the way that he can it might be like a small part of it obviously yeah. you're not going to change racism in the south in 1962 but i think for him maybe it's yes he is the most talented piano player in the world but also he's trying to prove a point like by showcasing that to the people down there yeah to make them hopefully be last pieces of shit. <laughs> I can't even imagine playing a show that type of like that level of professional music, playing a show to someone in someone's fucking mansion, and then being told like, "Oh no, you gotta, you can't use the bathroom in here. You have to go use the use bathroom." The staff, like outhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like shit, and you have to go prepare in this fucking janitor's closet. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, ridiculous. And then can't even eat at the restaurant that he's playing at. Yeah. And end up not even playing that show because of it. I loved that. He basically I loved that they did. basically lets Tony make the decision. He's yeah. Like, all right, fucking, let's get out of here. Yeah. They go go eat down the chicken shack down the street. I liked that one, that scene too, because Don Shirley looked like Tony's ready to beat the crap out of that restaurant manager in the hallway, mm. and Don Shirley stops him because he keeps trying to teach him like you don't have to do everything with hate, you know, and he looks at Tony and says, I'll do it if you want me to. Yeah. Like, I'll do the show here with these horrible people if you want me to. Because he knows that if he doesn't make it to every show, Tony, it's going to reflect on Tony's job. Right. And he doesn't get paid all the money. He won't get paid. So he looks at him and he says, like, basically, it's like, this is dehumanizing me on every level. But if you want me to do it, I will. And I thought that was a really powerful, like, moment for them as, like, friends. I thought that I liked that a lot. The final uh, negative interaction with the restaurant scene was was when he was gonna play at that play at that at that specific mansion, and they wouldn't let him eat in the restaurant. That's what I'm talking about. That was oh, the scene okay, I'm okay, about. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, then then we see that the movie at the end. We see them go their separate ways at the end of the tour. They make it back. Um, and Don Shirley's sitting in his room of glorified elephant tusks and all these imports <laughs> from Africa, all lonely. And you see Tony go back to his Italian family, and he's happy, but he also kind of wishes that um, Tony, he wishes that Don Shirley was there. By the way, they did the, they did the like the 1960s New York Italian family really well, just like they did it well in like Do the Right Thing and all those other movies. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, no, Don Shirley finally walks th- to the door up at Tony's and then the movie ends on a really high note. Um, his family kind of all embraces him and it's good. They have good. like a half second hesitation and then it's like, oh, everyone make room. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> so yeah, final thoughts going, final thoughts on this movie, Rob, and uh, letter grade and number grade. This may not have been my favorite movie of the year, but I definitely think it was the best acted movie of the year. And it's still in my top three, I would say. Yeah. I mean, there may have been one or two movies I enjoyed more, but I thought this was a better movie, if that makes sense. Mm. In terms of the You can enjoy a movie more and and think of... Like, you can have a movie that you think is better, but not be your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. 
as far as a rating goes, probably like a 9.5 to a 9.75. Yeah. It's Not gonna, getting that 10, though. No, it's... <laughs> The unattainable 10? It's tough. Have you given anything a 10 this no, year? No. No? I gave that shitty one, that shitty horror movie, The Possession of Hannah Grace, an 11. Well, that doesn't count. On the shittiness scale? On the, shi- on the <laughs> enjoyable scale. On the fun scale. Uh, yeah. I didn't see that. But no, th- this movie, I mean, it's hard to make a perfect movie, but this is, I would say this is as close as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of acting script mm-hmm. the music was good it fit with it yeah soundtrack on screen good. chemistry mm-hmm. all really really high scores in those departments I would say yeah um I gave it a 9.5 also I would give it a 10 but like I would not, I never give out 10s because I feel like there's always there's always something that if I give it something a 10, something else comes out that I feel like is did execute something better. I'm not going to give that a 10 also. So I just, I, I won't, I won't ever give a 10. I'll try not to. But 9.5 is, is <laughs> literally high, as high as I go in terms of ratings. So everything kind of hit a T here. The acting was phenomenal. The writing was some of the best. The cinematography was great and the lighting was great. Um, Everything was was just amazing with this movie. I mean, I sat through the entire movie, and I kind of just wanted to to keep going. I could have watched it for a few more hours. I cried a lot. I laughed a lot. I thought I think that if there's a movie that you could see that you want to get the most for your money, it would be this movie hands down. Um, if you by chance somehow have a chance to see it in theaters, go see it in theaters. If you don't buy it don't even rent it you're gonna want to watch it again add it to your collection that's just my opinion um yeah nine out of five i mean 9.5 9.5 out of ten. Nine out of five i didn't realize you said five at first <laughs> <laughs> uh it gets a 9.5 from me as well i think that this movie and probably a quiet place my top two for the year i loved everything about it i don't think i have a single complaint on this movie um, yeah, it's great. I laughed, I cried, same as you. It, it just, just a makes makes your heart feel good. <sighs> it does. Yeah. I just like I was smiling the whole movie. Obviously, there are parts that made me really sad for the world and angry, but for the most part, I was just sitting there with a grin on my face, watching these two characters interact with each other because their chemistry on screen was just unbelievable. It was, it was incredibly well done. Mm. Vigo Mortensen needs to be in more movies. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, we mentioned that already. He's mostly in like dark, gritty movies about crime, like Eastern Promises and History of Violence. Um, Also, he plays Aragon in Lord of the Rings. Um, And then Mahershala Ali, who plays uh, much better, much better pronunciation. Thank you. Um, (laughs) He plays Don Shirley, but he's also he's not in a lot. He's it seems like he's most recently starting to find. A breakout and in, in getting lead roles. He has a lot of smaller roles, um, and then he worked on. Uh, he was the one of the leads in Moonlight, and that's where he really took off. Another incredible movie. Um, and then he's in the upcoming third season of True Detective. We've seen lately, so that's going to be something to look forward to. Um, in general, I think anything he does is going to be something to check out. Um, it was great seeing him perform. 
Uh, but anyway, um, we did our final reviews. Anything to plug this week, Rob? Same as usual. Like, rate, subscribe. You know, give it the five stars on iTunes. Bring it up on the Ranking. little list thing that they got there going. <laughs> yeah. Um, Taylor? Same. That's it? That's it. All right. So, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Brutally Honest Reviews, only on the Brutally Honest Network. Today, I'm drinking Two Roads, Too Juicy for a beer. I know I didn't do it last week. It's uh, decent. Too Check it out, juice. I guess. I like um, it. Yeah, it's, it's got the Taylor Eight, Silver approval. 8.2%. 8.2%. That's stronger than I can usually drink, and I like it, so. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Try it out. Stay tuned. <laughs> Hop Top Films, Brutally Honest for Network is coming to you soon with a new comedy show. I just finished reading the first script, and I am meeting on Saturday to go over the next draft of the script, and we're going to be shooting sometime in January. That's going to be for an office-style comedy show. We have a music show where we just got all of our materials we need to put that show together, so that's going to be coming down the pipeline pretty soon. And we have another show, kind of hush-hush, that's going to be happening next year um, based on focus and healthy eating and basically cooking in a healthy way that's not so gross. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. <laughs> I don't think I can announce anything yet. But have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Peace.